that will work? And who shall let it? In other words, who's going to hinder the work of God? I don't want to hinder the work of God. Especially when it pertains to our souls. We need to let him do his work in us. And that's why we're all here. If you acknowledge him, boy, he'll do something for you. So every time we come to the house of God, the Bible says, Amen. Keep your steps when you come to the house of God. Know what you're coming for. Yes. God is here in our midst. We've yes. got to believe that. Hallelujah. And we need him. He can save yes. us. Yes. Whatever our need is, he's here for us. Yes. He loves us. Yes. Man, we got to understand this and humble ourselves. Yes. If you humble yourself to God and obey him, you can leave here a different person. Yes. That's what it's all about. Yes. Amen. Being saved. That's what it's all about. Yes. Amen. So let's let him move in our hearts. Amen. Let's all pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. For this day that you've given us the opportunity to present ourselves before you. Amen, Lord. We have, amen, Father. We acknowledge you. And let us all humble ourselves, Father. Amen. Look to you. Love you. Appreciate you. I pray, Father. Godly fear in our hearts. And understanding what you do for us. And to seek you. With all our hearts, Father, by faith, have your way in the service, Father. Amen, Lord God. Move in a mighty way to save, to heal, to deliver. Amen. Edify your church, O God. And by your spirit, by enlightenment, encourage us, O God. We thank you, Lord, for dying for us on Calvary's cross. You shed your precious life for us. You loved us so much, O God, you gave your life. Amen, Lord. Let us return your love. Amen, Jesus. Have your way. Anoint the man of God. Amen, Lord. Bless your word to our hearts. Amen, Lord Jesus. Anoint the song leader, singers, musicians. Amen. Have your way in our midst, Lord, in our hearts. Amen, Lord. We give you all the praise and glory. And Lord, I ask special prayers for Brother Chuck Marshall, Father. I pray, oh God, you teach that you touch him, Father, that you heal him. Listen to Marshall, bless the ministry that works in Closer Prairie. I pray, oh God, for the whole Hopkins. You know her heart, her needs. I pray for her salvation, oh God. That you would direct her, Lord. Amen, Jesus. And bind us all together in your love, in your spirit, Father. And we're careful to give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Troubles, just pour them out before the Lord. Amen. Amen. We need to be empty of everything so that He can fill us. Let's just worship together.
Brother Dane and I were practicing this last night. And woo! Hallelujah. Can't wait for that day. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, so glad for me when this life is
As always. Such a beautiful presence. Those of you that read scripture and Just understanding, Brother Aaron mentioned about the Lord, amen, doing the work and who will let it, praise God. And you think about that and you think about what we are, amen, where we are right now and what we are accessing the potential we have to access the presence of God. Yeah. And obviously, His presence is in this place again. It's so powerful. Amen. It's so powerful. It would just be, it would be perfect if everybody in here. Yes. Right. Yes. Everybody in here yes. would just let God yes. move and let God be God. It would be perfect if you would just not just sit there but that you would just participate amen if your heart is seeking God then because your heart is seeking God you're going to amen make that step and you're going to lift up your hands and Maybe even open your mouth and just utter a word of praise yes. to Him. You know, it's so full of it. And, and, and you think about what it says when He talks about the manifestation of God, the manifestation of His Spirit. And that, what that means is God simply making Himself known and making Himself real. That's how it is right now. That's what some of you are feeling. I know I know all of us feel it in here, but some of you are just Amen. You're just sitting back on God. Hallelujah. The greatest the greatest thing you need in your life right now. And, and we all can't afford to let it go. Slip through our fingers and and Jesus and John the Baptist obviously understood what that was like because when they preached about the kingdom of God, they said that it is at hand. Mm -hmm. yes. In other words, it's right near you. Yes. All you have to do is reach out. That's right. Hallelujah. That's what he meant by it, and that's what we're experiencing right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what God wants to do. Hallelujah. We have yielded ourselves to so many different other uh, influences, thoughts, behavior, and we've, we have sure gone out of the way 
Amen. Even made fools of ourselves. Amen. And didn't care what anybody thought or how you looked. You just did it. Because you was in the moment. Everybody listening? Yeah. Guess what? You're in the moment right yes. now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're in that moment right now where you can really let the Lord make a difference in your life. If you would just feel after Him. If you would just feel after Him. Hallelujah. Because He's here and He, if you will let Him move, for you, if you would let him, if you would just give him the liberty, if you would give him the permission, you would definitely leave this service this afternoon a different person. That's how that's how much God means business. Whatever it is you're dealing with right now in your life, he could make that go away. He could make things better for you. And you could enter into a rest, my mind. A refreshing. Hallelujah. A refreshing. Hallelujah. Amen. So if I were you, I'd take advantage of it. I wouldn't leave here without reaching out. I mean, that's the goodness of God. And you know, you think about it, the Bible says that he Amen. He he allows the his the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. That's how good he is. Yes. That's right. So those of you that are experiencing the presence of God, He's letting these others experience it. Yes, yep. thank you, Jesus. That's that's the reality of God. Yes. Amen. Amen. He gives everybody an opportunity. Yes. He gives everybody an opportunity. I can't remember the the lady that came up years ago, a few years back, and she came up here. Brother Dan and Sister Dina, you know her. Mary. Mary. What was her last name? Was your last name Young or something like that? I can't. Yes. Yeah. She passed away. Yeah, she passed away. She came up here one time. Right. Came into church, got the Holy Ghost, and got healed. Yes. One time. One time. Came up here. Her first encounter. Her first experience. Came in here. God was merciful enough to pour out His Spirit upon yes. her. Amen. She experienced that. Yes. That one moment. That one moment made a difference for her. Yes. And you think about that. That's how good God is. That's how gracious He is. And that's what He wants to do for each and every one of you. It wasn't too long after that. She passed away. So you tell me God doesn't care. Right. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. Wow. That's right. And he's given all of you equal opportunity. There's no discrimination here. Whosoever will let him come. You might as well. You might as well give in. You have everything to gain and nothing to lose. That's the goodness of God. That's the goodness of God.
Hallelujah. Jesus. That's his goodness. My, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Think about it. You think about it. What if all of a sudden those doors were closed <clears throat> with all of us in here and nobody could open them until somebody prayed through? What would you do? We would either be stuck here indefinitely or people will start praying through. Might as well get with it. Quit beating around the bush and quit acting like you don't care. Because you know you need God. You know you're hurting inside. You actually need something better than what you have right now. Amen. Praise God. All that all that misery and all that chaos and all that unhappiness and all that instability. You name it. Praise God. Hatred. Bitterness. Envy, strife, malice. Oh man, the list goes on and on. But that's how it is for some. They just live in that in that environment, in that realm. You just live there and you're miserable. But guess what? God has given you the opportunity to do something about it right now. And amen, you're just sitting there. Maybe I won't start preaching until somebody actually starts reaching out for the Lord. Yes. I don't know. Hallelujah. I have confidence in the Lord. I have confidence in the Lord. I know what the Lord is. I know I've seen him do so many awesome, unbelievable, unbelievable, wonderful things. Praise God. So I know what I know what he's all about. I know what he can do. I mean, he, he can do the impossible. He can do the impossible. My God can do the impossible. The Bible calls him wonderful. He's full of wonders. He can do the impossible. He can create a miracle for you for whatever you need. God can do it. He can do it. That's the God I serve. So you think about that. Praise God. You think about that. That's what the Lord That's what the Lord is intending to do right now for you. Thank you Jesus. And it don't make a difference if, if we're estranged from him. Praise God. Let him close that gap. Amen. 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 Amen.
That's right. Amen. I'll stand here as long as he tells me to. Until he says, go ahead and start preaching. And I'm going to start preaching. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let him do work. Whatever it is that Whatever it is that is just heavy on your spirit, heavy on your mind, the Bible says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Just give it to him. Hallelujah. If you're tired of being a violent person, if you're tired of feeling bitter and hateful and feeling miserable. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, you know every heart. You know Whether you realize it or not, the adversary has no patience. This is the Lord's domain.
my words, saith the Lord. Keep that which I have given unto thee, saith the Lord. For it is strength, yea, it is strength unto thee, saith the Lord. If thou shalt stand, saith the Lord, in my presence, thou shalt know, saith the Lord, my strength. Yea, keep that that I have given unto thee, saith the Lord. And let me work, saith the Lord, and thou shalt see, saith the Lord, yea, thou shalt see my hand move upon thee, and thou shalt know my salvation, saith the Lord, yea, thou shalt know my love, saith the Lord, that I have for thee. Keep that which I have given to thee, saith the Lord, and let my spirit work in you, saith the Lord, and thou shalt see, yea, thou shalt see, saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
given to thee. Retain the Holy Ghost in your life. So many things you will be able to stand up to and so many things you'd be able to overcome in your life if you keep that which is given to you. It's something obviously it's obviously something the Lord wants us to understand. I mean, how could we deny what we feel in this place? The presence of the Lord. How could we deny the confirmation of His Word? In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And that's what the Spirit is speaking. Amen. That's what the Spirit is speaking. That's what He wants that's what he wants to be birthed in this church. That's what he wants to happen. Man, we're living in a day where we just can't take anything for granted as far as our well-being is concerned. A lot of things happening in this world that are just so, <clears throat> how would I say, chaotic, out of order, lawlessness. We're seeing that it just it's, it's on a it happens daily in in our world. It happens daily in our communities. We see it. Just something that just goes on and just seems like if you wanna be truthful about it, it's it appears that nobody cares. Yep. They're just so swallowed up with reprobation that they don't care. Worthless, that's what that means. It's just a worthless mind, a worthless attitude to have to be reprobate in your mind that you just don't care you want to be a pawn of whatever spirit comes along and influences you and moves you you know that's the thing that you've got to be careful about you can't allow yourself to fall into that place where you're bound you're bound we sang that song earlier if God delivered me why should I be bound if we have the Holy Ghost, we should not be bound. Yep. We should be set free. Yeah. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Yeah. 
we should not be bound, but we're living in that time where there's so many things working against us. So many things at work. Amen. And you know what? We're living in that period where it's darkness. We see darkness all over this world. And praise God. Uh, let me tell you something. It's not going to get any better. If some of you are expecting for it to get better, let me tell you something. I hate to let you down, but that's not going to happen. The only way it's going to get better for you is for you to give your life to Jesus. That's, that's what's going to make it get better, you know. Praise God. He'll improve your your soul, your spirit, your environment. Amen. But the world is going to keep going in the direction it's going. Praise God. So I'm glad that I am in the church. Praise God. You turn your Bibles real quickly and we'll get we'll get started here. First Peter chapter four. It's something. It is something. How God is doing, what God is doing, and how He's moving. Verse number twelve and First Peter chapter four. It says, "Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings." That when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. I'm going to hang in there until yes. the end. How about yes. you? Hallelujah. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you on their part. He is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. Amen. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, you see that, yes. let him not be ashamed. Let him not be ashamed. Amen. But let him glorify God on this behalf. Amen. It's almost like those that don't believe in God, which is true, they're a majority, we're a minority. But that doesn't mean that we're defeated. Then he says, for the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved. 
Listen to that. Yes. I want you to look at that. Yes. If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well doing as unto a faithful creator. God bless you. You may be seated. In Jesus name. The world we're living in is different. Times have definitely changed. We're seeing an onslaught of amen. A lot of ungodliness. A lot of immorality and abominations. Praise God. People are just going wild. Amen. The Apostle Jude spoke and said that he said they were as Natural brute beast. And that's referring to, you know, just the behavior of humanity. Nothing civilized. <laughs> nothing seemly. What I mean by that is nothing in order, nothing in place. Everything is chaotic. Everything is out of whack. Amen. 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 This generation has redefined the term normal. Yeah. Amen. To them, normal isn't normal anymore. That's right. This world believes that it's okay for you to live in sin. That's normal. Yeah. Praise God. So that's why they live the way they do. And obviously, if you don't have a knowledge of God, if you don't have an understanding of Him, you're not going to know how to live. You're not going to know how to conduct yourself. And as the Bible says, Amen. He said that in the last days, perilous times shall come. I, I believe just because of that passage of Scripture in 2 Timothy 3, I believe just by looking around and observing the behavior of, amen, humanity, I believe we're living in the last times. Yes. Because we can see perilous times. Yes. We can see lawlessness. Yes. Let me tell you something. If you want to go and live in sin, the devil is not going to bother you. He'll be happy if you indulge yourself. And you get so far away from God, he won't care. He won't waste his time on you. You know why? Because you're doing what he wants you to. But any person that wants to draw nigh unto God, any person that wants to acknowledge the truth, any person that wants to Amen. Try to live godly. Right. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. 
You're going to face some things you never faced when you were living in sin. Praise God. We see so many things happening right now. When you try to do good, guess what? Amen. Evil is there to try to stop you from doing good. Are you listening to me? The devil doesn't want to give you a break. He doesn't want to give you any rest. He just wants to heap it all upon you so that you can be distracted and not think about God. But thank God we have the Holy Ghost. My, my, my. Bring some sanity to us. Amen. Bring some balance in our life. We can know what it is to be content. How many of you are content? Amen. How many of you are satisfied? How many of you are truly happy people? Praise God. How many of you got joy? How many of you got love? Makes a big difference. When you have these virtues in your life, that's what we need. It's good to just settle down a little bit and just, amen, just to just to take advantage of that peace, that peace of mind and peace of spirit. Praise God. I know a lot of crazy things are going on in this world, but I'm glad I got the Holy Ghost. Because I can, amen, look at everything and say, thank God. Thank God he came into my life. Thank God I have So he says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Oh, Andy, you ever notice that? <clears throat> when you come to Jesus, you notice how things start to happen? Good things. Then the bad things. We never used to experience that before. When we were oblivious to the things of God. Devil didn't care about you. Praise God. But as soon as you start looking the Lord's direction. Even when you start looking His direction. He doesn't want you casting your eyes upon Him. He doesn't want you looking at him. He doesn't want you coming to church. He doesn't want you praying. He doesn't want you reading the scripture. Praise God. He doesn't like that one bit. Because he knows that if you get in the place with God that you need to be. Amen. You're going to become a threat to him. You're going to become a threat because you're going to have the power over him. You're going to be able to cast him out. So what happens? Big old target is placed upon our back. And we're open to, amen, any kind of spiritual attack. Amen, that he will unleash upon us. Guess what? The devil's busy 24-7. He never backs off. He never gives you a break. Amen. He's going to make this fight a good fight. But amen. Remember what Paul said. Fight the good fight of faith and hold on to eternal life. 
So you think about this. Amen. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Amen. It's something that we should be well aware of by now. I want you to understand something. Your world is not falling apart. The devil would like you to believe that your world is falling apart. But amen, it's not. You know why? Jesus has you in his hands. As the psalmist said, your times are in his hands. God is, control, is in control of your life. Despite all the dynamics yes. of life. Yes. Praise God. Amen. We're living we're living in perilous times. Yes. My, 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 my. Yes. And he's not giving anybody a break. Oh. I heard there's been some praying going on here. That's good. Amen. But you notice that more praying stirs them up. Yep. Yep. Amen. <laughs> you don't like it when the saints start to pray. Yep. And you know when you really start to pray. You know what I mean by that? When you really start to mean business with God and you pray in all sincerity. Amen. You're doing what God wants you to do. If you pray, guess what? You're going to walk with God. If you pray, you're going to obey God. If you pray, you're going to humble yourself to God. The devil doesn't like you doing that. So what's he going to do? He's going to try somehow to distract you. You notice that? When I was, when I was, when the Lord was speaking to me about this, about the word today, it was just like, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I understand when the Lord speaks to me and he starts to give me scripture. Somebody was asking me the other day, how does that happen? So I told him, he speaks to me through the word. He gives me scripture. I said, and, and a lot of times when he starts to talk to me, it's just like, the, here he comes again and he'll add more scripture to what he's given to me. I, I can get the gist of the message just by what he's telling me. And amen, uh, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about, you know, the, the word that he gave me. And I thought to myself, that is so true. And this is what he said. I'm talking about the hour of temptation. Amen. The hour of temptation. Amen. Right now, we're living in the hour of temptation. Amen. You ever realize, amen, how much the devil is trying to lead you astray? How, how much uh, things, uh, so many things are going on right now. Sometimes if you're not aware, if you don't discern, you don't even realize it's the devil. Because he'll try to use a method that you're not uh, familiar with. He'll try to come up and blindside you. A lot of times that happens to us. But guess what, saints? We're living in the hour of temptation. Talk about feeling some intensity right. just a lot of things <sighs> happening a lot of things moving Amen. a lot of things stirring Amen. praise God Amen. how many of you get good sleep at night Amen. Right. Right. Amen. 
How many of you can sleep at night? How many of you are active at night? Well, there's some of you that are. Praise God. Amen. But the devil doesn't want you, amen, to find the peace of God. The devil doesn't want you to find salvation. The devil doesn't want you being happy, full of joy. Are you listening to me? The devil doesn't want you to love God. He's going to try to take advantage of, amen, your desire to want to know God. Yeah. Amen. Let me tell you something. It's a work, isn't it? Yeah. It's a work to, amen, as the Bible said, seek out your own salvation yeah. with fear and trembling. Yeah. It's a work for you, praise God, to keep your salvation yeah. intact. Amen. Amen. It's intense. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. That word, intense, it's a condition, it's a quality, it's a feeling existing in a high degree. So you feel that intensity. It's always there, that unseen force working against us. Amen. Doesn't want us to take time. Are you listening to me? Doesn't want us to take time to think about God. Doesn't want us to take time to pray. Are you listening? Doesn't want us to take time to read. Doesn't want us to take time to walk with God. It's forceful and extreme. My, 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 my. You wonder why the Apostle Paul, when he was talking about prayer in the New Testament, when he was talking about living for God, you notice that he just didn't use words, you know, normal words that would just express a, how can I say it, a casual way of living for God. He didn't use those words. That you could casually live for God. You could casually pray. You could casually, amen, study. Are you listening to me? You could casually walk with God. There's no such thing as a casual relationship. Instead, the Apostle Paul uses words as fervent. Being fervent in the spirit. Being diligent. Are you listening? Amen. Being diligent. Amen. That means, praise God, you're not going to hold back. You're not going to be half-hearted. Are you listening to me? You're not going to be somebody that takes it easy. You're going to exert yourself. You're going to exhaust all your energy. Why? Because the devil brings temptation upon us with such intensity. He wants to overwhelm you. So here we are. You ever wonder why Paul understood this? Paul understood the hardships of being a soldier of Jesus Christ. Huh? Yeah. Look what happened to him. 
Look what he faced. Hey, amen. Look what he went through his testimony being, amen. How many times was he, amen, whipped, as he said, suffered those stripes? How many times was he shipwrecked? How many times was he out in the cold? How many times did he have to fast? How many times was he out in, amen, storms and all this, in perils on the sea, in perils on the land? But here's what Paul said, amen, fight the good fight of faith and hold on to eternal life. Are you listening to me? That's what he said. You've got to give it your all. Your hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That means, guess what, saints? It's not going to be peaches and cream. As Tiny Tim used to say, a life tiptoeing through the tulips. That's what some of us think. Praise God. It's going to be easy. Amen. But let me tell you something. It's the hour of temptation. And the devil wants to stop you from living for God. Are you listening to me? The devil wants to stand in your way. Amen. He doesn't want you drawing nigh unto God. He wants you to be, amen, far from him. Even Jesus himself. You think about that. The devil had the audacity You know, all his minions and all his cohorts recognized Jesus. They knew he, who he was. You know why? Because they knew they seen him up in heaven. And what is thou to do with us, thou son of God? Are you come to torment us before our time? They understood. They understood. Are you listening to me? They understood. Hey, amen. He, he's, not a, he's not the kind of enemy we should mess with. The best thing we can do right now is head the other direction. That's what the devil's, the Bible says, the devils believe that there's one God and they tremble. had the audacity to go up to Jesus when he was fasting. He had the audacity to tempt him. But you know why? He is the tempter. Let me tell you something. If he had the audacity to go to Jesus and tempt him, don't you think he'll have the audacity to go to you and tempt you? We're no different. Jesus said, the world hated me, so the world's going to hate you too. You might as well make up your mind. You're not going to be popular. So the Bible says, and when the tempter came to him, Think about that. When the tempter came to him, what a picture. And there was Jesus. I don't know what point 
his fast, he was in. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Amen. Let me tell you something. You need to be careful when you fast and pray. Everything that comes to you is not of God. Why is it we think when we're fasting and praying, everything that comes to us is of God? Amen. Why did the Apostle John say, try the spirits of God. Try the spirits to see whether they be of God or not. You know why? We're vulnerable when we're fasting. That's why some of you need to get in your word. Get acquainted with the word. So, amen. When the devil comes, when the tempter comes, you can resist him like Jesus said. Did he resisted him with the word? Oh, man. Lord Jesus. I can recount a lot of people I've talked to about what they thought they received of God. And I told them, are, are you sure? Well, I fasted. Well, that's good. But that doesn't mean that's of God. What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean? Because the devil would somehow try to deceive you. Here's something that you and I need to do. We need to develop a sense. Huh? Of discernment. Amen. Paul said, having your senses exercised to discern both good and evil. If you can't discern him in your spirit, you need to discern him in your senses. Are you listening to me? You have to know the difference between light and dark. Amen. Holy and profane. Are you listening to me? How do we do that? The word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Apostle Paul was speaking to the church at Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 3, 5. And he was speaking to them, and this is what he said, For this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I couldn't hold back, he said. I sent to know your faith. I wanted to know if you were okay. Lest by some means the tempter have tempted you and our work, our labor be in vain. I wanted to know that, <clears throat> amen, when the tempter came, if you overcame temptation, are you listening to me? If you withstood the devil, let me tell you something. The devil would like for you to not Obey God's will. He'll come to you and he'll present to you a temptation that will keep you. Are you listening? That will keep you away from God and the things of God. He will do what you, he can to keep you from church. Are you listening to me? To keep you from prayer. To keep you from studying the word of God. He'll keep you from living for God. 
I wish I could somehow <clears throat> do a, 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 how would you say, a, 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 a evaluation and, and figure out how many hours of Bible study we have and how many services we have in this place a year. How many hours is spent in the Word of God preaching to you and teaching to you? Amen. Paul said that. I had to come by. I couldn't forbear no more. I wanted to know if you were standing for God. Everything that I taught you, everything that was preached, if you were still holding on to it. Amen. That's what I wanted to know. Amen. Otherwise, he said, all our labor was in vain. Every minute, every second, every hour we preached to you was for nothing. Hallelujah. Glory See, that's what temptation will do. Yes. I often hear this from people. Oh, I wish I was further on in the Lord than I am now. Well, why do you think you're not? <laughs> Shall we have a talk? Shall we have a, amen, one-on-one -on -one personal talk? Or shall I say, shall the Lord have a talk with you one-on-one? -on -one? Why is it, why is it we think, why is it we think that we can do better? Why is it we think our opinions are better than God's? Why do you think our, why is it we think our Behavior. Are you listening? Why is it we think that? You know why? The tempter. The tempter doesn't want you living for God. Man, I tell you what. I had an experience way back in I'm trying to remember the year. Amen. Had to be around 86. 1986. Well, yes. 1986, 1985. That was a few years ago. Just a few years ago. We just, we, we purchased that building there on Main Street across from the wigwam. We went in there. It was the old theater. Brother Aaron and Sister Lisa probably can remember this. I don't know about Stephanie. She was, she was. Praise God. And one, one winter night, and I'm going to say probably about 1.30, somewhere around there. It was late. And all of a sudden, the Lord woke me up. And I got up and he said, Go to the church and pray. Well, it was winter time. It was cold outside. The temperature had to be pretty close to zero. I thought to myself, Lord, you want me to go to the church and pray? 
And you know what he said? Here it came again. Go to the church and pray. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do just exactly that. So I told my wife, Sister Betty, I said, I'm going to head up to the church. She said, what? What time is it? So I told her, she said, what are you going up there for? I said, the Lord told me to go up there and pray. So I got up, got ready, fired up the van, jumped inside, went up to the church, walked in the vestibule. When you get down in the sanctuary, the floor was slanted. You walk in there, you turn the lights on, there was this switch, that variable switch, you can brighten and dim the lights. Well, I turned them on. I turned them on bright, and I said, well, maybe I'll just dim them a little bit. So I turned it down. I turned on the platform lights that we had back there. And as I started walking down there to the platform, man, I tell you what, here comes a gust of air. Woo! I was feeling it already. And I tell you what, I had goosebumps going up and down my spine. But you know what? I knew it wasn't a bad spirit. I knew it was God. I knew he was in that place. So I walked down to the altar right in front of the pulpit. There was a little, we had a little thing that you can uh, put, put your elbows on. Amen. And I got down there. And man, I tell you what, it seemed like when I got down there, you can hear the raptors in the ceiling creaking. Oh, Lord. I said, no. So I got down and I started to pray. Man, I was feeling the Holy Ghost. Feeling the presence of God. I got up to worship him. And as I stood up in this posture, guess what? I felt something touch the top of my head. It went down into my heart. It was like a burning feeling. So I knew the Lord was there. And amen, he blessed me. Amen, he blessed me with his presence. Amen, sometimes we have to be obedient. Amen, to the Lord in the things that he calls us to do. Never realized why he did that for me, but I understood afterwards. You can discern between the Spirit of God and Satan. I feel for all you young people. There's a word that comes to my mind. Hey, back then I was, how old was I? I was 20-some. I was a young man, believe it or not. But guess what? Sold out to the gospel. Amen. Sold out to the gospel. And I think about all you young people. The word that comes to my mind is vulnerable. You're very vulnerable. Because if you don't have it in your heart, 
Are you listening to me? If you don't have it in your heart to live for God, hmm? if it's not in your heart to live for God, man, I don't know if you understand the importance of what it is to stay prayed through. Amen. Staying prayed through is living for God. You know why? You're allowing the Holy Ghost, amen, to have you. Amen. You shouldn't have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost should have you. So when you pray, you're allowing the Holy Ghost to have you. Let me tell you something. The very things that you're afraid of, if you pray through to the Holy Ghost, you're going to be chasing the devil in the opposite direction. Sometimes we look at temptation wrong. Sometimes we look at temptation, oh, why do I have to go through this? But did you ever realize that God has your back? It's something. It, it, you know, it's something. You, you read, uh, go with me in, 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 the, in the book of Revelation, chapter 12. <clears throat> Amen. Verse number 11. Look what it says in verse number 11. As you go there, go there and I'll wait for you. Praise God. It says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. They overcame who? Satan. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Amen. And they loved not their lives unto death. Wow. Are you listening to me? Amen. They loved not their lives unto death. Amen. What does that mean? That means your carnal life. Your carnal impulses. Your sinful lust. So here's what it says. It says, Therefore rejoice. Now, Now why would it have this? He didn't say, He didn't say, Be fearful. Huh? Right. Be fearful. Yeah. He didn't say that. No. He said, therefore, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Listen, pay attention. Pay attention. Therefore, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in him, in them. Pay attention. He's talking about the heavens. Amen. And guess where you and I abide when we're in the spirit? We abide in the heavens. Paul said being raised up together in the heavenly. Amen. That we can sit with him in the heavenly realm. So when we're in the Holy Ghost, we abide in the heavens. So he says, In other words, let me paraphrase this. 
You don't have to worry too much because you're up here where you belong with me. Are you listening? You're up here where, where, guess what? The devil's mad at some of you because you're praying. You're abiding in the heavenly realm. He says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and sea for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he had but a short time. So all of you that are living down here in this realm, woe unto you. You ever wonder why you're so afraid to live for God? My, 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 my. Rejoice. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I guarantee you the devil's going to have a difficult time tempting you when you're in the Holy Ghost than he would when you're in the flesh. He doesn't have to try too hard when you're in the flesh, but you're in the Holy Ghost. He has a hard time. You know what? Let me let me kind of bring this down because I, I feel something right here. It's coming from this direction. Bible says, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. The word lets us know we can have faith. Faith is simply believing in God. Faith is simply saying, Lord, I know you can do it. You believe. Amen. You believe in the things that you cannot see right now. I know God's going to bring it to pass. Whatever it is, that's faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But he always, that's the first dimension of faith. God speaks to you through the word. And so you, amen, recognize that you need faith. But guess what? Faith is not complete just because you heard the word of God. Faith will be complete when you're tried. The Bible says the trial of your faith, which is more precious than a gold that perishes. Though, praise God, you'll be tried. Guess what? It's going to be, amen, it's going to give glory to God. So that same word that you hear is the same word that's going to keep you when temptation comes. The trial of your faith. My, my, my. Seems like some of us right away when we're faced with something. This is our reaction. Huh? Hey, let me tell you something. Let me get this out of your spirit. Huh? Why is it some of you outlaws, when the cops try to put handcuffs on you, how come you resist arrest? Huh? Why is it? You ever notice that? Lawbreakers, they never want to be handcuffed. Why? Because they know they've done wrong. They want to resist arrest. They want to make it hard for the police to arrest them. Huh? 
How come you can't be so diligent when the devil comes to arrest your soul? How come you can't even resist when he tries to put his handcuffs on you? devil's laughing at you. <laughs> I guess some of you like jail. Huh? I guess some of you like to be in bondage. Are you listening? Pay attention. Come on. Some of you like to be bound in sin. Huh? Some of you like to be rotten people. It's true. Huh? Don't want to change your ways. Amen. Don't want to let go of the sin. Huh? All the things that's causing you problems. Not God. Not your mom. Not your dad. You, all those things that are causing you problems, yes. your sin. Yes. Hallelujah. My, help us, Lord. Amen. So we look at it and we go, oh, man. Go ahead and take me. Right now, in this service, there's some of you already surrendered to the devil. Yep, yep, that's it. That's it. That's it. Amen. You almost tried. Surrender to the devil. Amen. Wow. Should be. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, hey, let me tell you something. I'm here to get the devil off of your back. When you were beside yourself, when you were intoxicated via drugs and alcohol, you didn't care what people said or even the way you looked. You just did it. You were bold in your sin. You were bold in your unrighteousness. But why is it when you come to the house of God, you can't be that bold. You can't reach out to You can't break the hold the devil has on you. Why is it you can't do that? No, I don't hate you. I just want you to, I want you to see the reality of that big ugly demon that stands behind you. Are you listening to me? Big old ugly demon that has his hold on you. And you're doing everything that he wants you to do. Amen. You're doing his will. Amen. Are you listening to me? It's about time you see the reality of what's going on in your life. Amen. 
I remember this. I don't mean to get off track. Brother Garrison was trying to pray for them. I'm not going to. Sister Lisa and Brother Aaron probably knows who I'm talking about. But I'm not going to mention names. And this, this, this brother really had a problem. And he just wouldn't give in. And man, I tell you what, God was there. The power of God was there. He could have gotten deliverance. So Brother Garrison said one night, he said, okay, all right then. You know what we're going to do? We're going to ask the Lord to open up your eyes so that you can see that devil that has you bound. You know what happened? It wasn't even a day. I was there when he came running up to Brother Garrettson. Brother Garrettson, help me. How many of you have ever woken up from a dream and you feel fear? You feel you can't move, huh? You try to call, guess what? And, and, and see, that's how it is. That's the reality of being bound by a spirit like that. Amen. Creep into your subconscious and paralyze your spirit. But that's how real the devil is. It's about time you wake up and come out of sleep. pray that the Lord show you that devil. I guarantee you, you would change your mind. You wouldn't be taking your time. Are you listening to me? You wouldn't be so full of pride and stubbornness. Here's the thing. They're more powerful than you. That's why they can arrest you like that. And you think they're your friend. Some of you are milling around them. Huh? Violent spirit. Hateful spirit. Bitter. Huh? And you're just a puppet. Huh? Huh? You don't control them. They control you. Yeah. Right. Huh? Amen. But you can't see your need. Yeah. Amen. To come out of that miserable state. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to, amen, sugarcoat it for you. That's right. Amen. There's no such thing as good devils. Huh? There's no such thing. Oh, they don't do me no harm. Well, you know why? Because you're doing what they want you to do. Soon as you start to resist them, guess what? Woo! That's why some of you have a hard time. Praise God. But this is what James said. James said this in James chapter 1, verse number 12. He said, blessed, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. <laughs> blessed is that man that endureth. Did you see that? Endureth 
temptation. Guess what? You and I cannot stop temptation when it comes. Are you listening to me? It happens. We can prevent some temptation, but we can't prevent all of them. It depends on the source. Blessed is a man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, when he is tried, when you're going through that temptation, why is it we're all gloom and doom? We need to realize and understand this is what blessed assurance is all about. That Lord, you know what I'm going through right now. And I know this. I'm not walking alone. You're with me. May not feel, but I know your word says that you said you would never leave me nor forsake me. So because of that word, I have confidence, Lord. I, I have peace because I know you're with me. Amen. So as I'm going through this, I know I'm not going through it alone. I'm not by myself. The devil would like you to think you're by yourself. And if you don't have God, you are by yourself. So he says, Blessed is a man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. <laughs> Where's Gabe? Oh, there's Gabe. Gabe was telling me some, some things about, uh, what do they call it, wrestling, professional wrestling? What that, what's that called? WWE Anyway he said Grandpa did you know that When they wrestle And they beat the other guy I said yeah He said because they beat the other guy They get stronger (laughs) I said really He said yep That's why they get stronger Let me tell you something. There might be some truth to that. Because he said, he said, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. The crown of life. Did you hear that? The crown of life. You know what a crown represents? Victory. And it also represents authority. Huh? So he gives you a crown of life. He gives you victory. He gives you life. So guess what's going to happen? It's not going to be your demise when you face temptation. If you overcome it, it's going to be life. Which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Amen. The Bible says, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. 
So every time you face something, keep his commandments if you love him. Here, here, here's something, here's something else. Praise God, because sometimes a lot of people have fear. They don't do it because they're afraid. They're afraid of the devil. The devil has them bound. He torments them with fear. But you know what? Amen. What you need to do is learn how to love God. Yeah. If you can learn how to yeah. love God, the Bible says, perfect love casteth out fear. You have confidence. God will help you through. Because he said, fear hath torment. You ever wonder why you're tormented? You have fear. That's right. And if you love Jesus, yes. guess what? It's almost like you'd be going, so what? Yeah. Amen. 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 That's the yes. truth. I, I can't remember the preacher. Amen. I'm trying to remember the preacher, Brother Hancock said. This was way back when. What was that preacher's name? Anyway, evangelist, he was a young man then. Preaching, and he said, man, God was using him mightily, stirring up devils and casting out devils, and people were getting saved and full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. He was sleeping in the back of the church, only a little room back there. Made him a little cot, and there he was. Amen. One night he was sleeping, and all of a sudden it just seemed like it. Amen. He felt evil come into that room, and his bed shook violently. He was under the covers. And he said he didn't pay attention. There come again, just a violent shaking of his bed. So he pulled the covers off of his head and looked at the foot of his bed. He said the devil was standing there. And all he said was, oh, it's you, and covered himself back up. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's why we can stand up to him. So he says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Amen. God will never tempt you. Get that in your mind right now. He will never tempt you. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man. He will never lead you to that place. But look what he says. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Woo! Oh, that's the problem. That's the problem. We want to point the finger at the devil. Maybe this time it's not his fault. Maybe it's this thing right yes. here. Yes. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. <clears throat> Think about that. 
If you have a problem with certain things, if you have a problem with certain things, if you know your weakness, you know what happened to Joseph? Potiphar's wife tempted him. Somehow he ended up in her bedchamber. And I think, the Bible doesn't say it, but I think she lured him there. And there he was, just fulfilling his duties as a servant to Potiphar. And here she comes along, and amen, all full of lust. Huh? Praise God. And there she tried to put her hands on Joseph. What did Joseph do? He ran. He didn't stand there. Huh? He didn't say, oh, my. Huh? You know what he did? He made a beeline for the door. He flee. He fleed from, amen, sin. He knew what would be the result of him. Amen. Given in to that. Yeah. Amen. Sin. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's a problem with us. Yeah. We think we've got to give in every time. Are you listening to me? We don't have to give in every time. We're tempted. Thank you, Jesus. That's why Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 10. <clears throat> Amen. 10, 13, I think it is. I'm not sure. He said, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Right. <laughs> we all, guess what? We're all going to be tempted one day. Yeah. We are tempted. Yes. My, my, my. But guess what? But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able? Huh? Why do I say that? You don't have to go back to that drink. You don't have to go back to that smoke. Huh? You don't have to go back to that whatever sin it is. Huh? You don't have to go back there. You can avoid it. God will make a way for you to escape. He'll make a way for you to escape. <clears throat> but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye be able to bear it. Man. <clears throat> the other night I was preaching... Uh, and uh, what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. This treasure, we've got the Holy Ghost right here. Now, let me, let me hopefully change your perspective about life. 
and about what God's given you. Because we think, we think like human beings think. When we're in our carnality, we let the flesh dictate what we do. The flesh will always give you carnal thoughts. And if you listen to your flesh long enough, you're going to succumb to the carnal thoughts. You think you can't live for God. Huh? You think you can't live a righteous life. You think you can't be holy. Hmm? That's what your carnal mind will tell you. Praise God. You only keep the victory for a little while, then down the road, guess what happens? Huh? Amen. Your carnal mind talks you out of it again. Are you listening to me? You have whooped the devil. You have overcome. Amen. John said that, amen, ye are strong and the word of God abides in you. So because of that, you being strong and the word of God abides in you. He said, you have overcome the wicked one. So every time you pray through the Holy Ghost, praise God, you've got the power of God within you. Pay attention to what the Holy Ghost is telling you, not to your carnal mind. Because your carnal mind says, oh, I I can't. Huh? I can't be a holy roller. (laughs) But Paul says, ye have this treasure in earthen vessels. It's the reason why he gave us the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Praise God. He said that the excellency of the power may be of God and that not of yourself. In other words, guess what? Lean upon the Holy Ghost because it's going to help you through whenever temptation comes. It's going to help you to stand up to temptation and overcome. Put a whammy on the devil. Put a double whammy on him. You're around the presence of God. Guess what's going to happen? Being around this presence of God, all this anointing. Remember what I said anointing was? It was rubbing. (laughs) Rubbing. Guess what? The Holy Ghost is going to rub off on you. (laughs) You're that sensitive to the Holy Ghost. It's going to rub off on you. Pretty soon you're going to be going, Hallelujah! (laughs) Praise God! Guess what? You're not going to be going to your old sinful friends anymore. Are you listening to me? You're not going to be smoking. You're not going to be drinking. You're not going to be cussing, cursing, fighting. Are you listening to me? Walking in abomination and immorality. You're going to be living for God. Put a double whammy. Huh? Put a double whammy on him. 
He knows. He knows you can. <laughs> but the sad thing is, you don't know you can. <laughs> Praise God. I can do all things through Christ with which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Praise God. Let me tell you something. If you haven't realized it by now, amen, I want you to hear this. You're on the winning side already. The battle has already been decided. Amen. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Let's keep the victory. Let's maintain the victory. Hey, I believe this. We could have a good win-loss record. Better than a 500 season. Better than a 75, 75 season. We could have a 100 season. We could have a 110 season. Amen. If we continue to walk close to God, we will always overcome. Oh, like I said, all this stuff is going on. Just a upheaval. All the putrefying, pus filled, huh? Rottenness, stench, filth. Yeah. Of the world. Yeah. I know it's out there. Yeah. But guess what? There's a sweet aroma in here. Yeah. Why? Because, amen, God has given us the victory. Yeah. Amen. We can live for God. We don't have to be a part of all that. Brother Harvey here, I was talking to him last night. He said, uh, Sister Martha, I always, like to, I always like to give her a hard time. I, I, I like to rub her, like I say, rib her. I'll say, Sister Martha. <laughs> she finally caught on to my humor, so now she knows. And when I start to start off, she's kind of, you know. She, she, she recently bought a, a building, a pretty good sized building. And it had a big upstairs, a two-story building in the basement. And she, what she did was she told Brother Harv, she said, I want to make some apartments out of this. What do you think? She said, he said, oh, go ahead. You do the work. <laughs> he said, it's your idea. You do it. <laughs> Brother Harv's a, you know, he's a construction, he's in construction, so. So he said, okay, and she said, this is what I want done. And already she's giving him the layout. 
So he said, reluctantly, he said, I and another gentleman, he said, we started to do it. He said, man, nice. Turned out nice. He said, but there was this one tenant that was in the upstairs, and man, he just gave her a hard time. He just wanted to get by cheap. And he just gave her a hard time, just saying stuff. He said, I'm going to report you to the city council and everything that you're doing. But she said, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Do what you want to do. But amen. And there he was just giving her a hard time. And she said, she said, Brother Hart, what shall I do? What shall I do? He said, he said, pray. So they left it at that. In one of the last days they were in there, they had to make a, a change because of a code or something. So they had to go in and make that change, change the door frame or something. I can't remember what it was. He said, we got that done. There he was. He came down and boy, he started to unload on her. And he just started to say a lot of mean things to her. She just said, he said, that was kind of surprising. He said, because Sister Martha kept her tongue. She just kept quiet. But he could tell, he said, I could tell it bothered her. He said, we left out of there. That person was still from behind. He was still saying things to her. Two days later, Sister Martha calls. And she's crying. She said, Brother Javier. He said, what? He said, I, I feel so bad. What's going on? That gentleman, that gentleman that was cursing me died he said there's nothing you can do but he said here's the thing brother Harold you don't talk against God's people you don't talk against them. He said, touch not mine anointed. So when people talk against us, when they're just ill-spirited against us for no reason, you don't do that to God's people. Because he said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. You think about that. Sometimes we're so tempted to go, oh. It's almost done. Lord, just zip it up. I never realized this. <laughs> I'm going to psych your minds. For all of you that are forward, can I, can I let me let me give you maybe a little bit more better word? All of you that are mouthy, did you realize this? You have more power. If you keep your mouth shut, then you would if you would let words come out. If you let the words come out of your mouth, you're weak. 
But if you keep the words and not say nothing, you have more strength than to go. That's the sign of a strong spirit. And I don't know why I threw that in there. But here's the thing. I want you to realize this. I want you to understand this. We are living in a different world than yesterday. Things are not getting better. It's intensifying. We're seeing ungodliness abound. We're seeing a lot of things happen. The Bible says that they will, amen, speak evil against good. And good, you know, they, the evil things they would say are good, and the good things they would say are evil. There's going to be a turnaround. Yeah. And that's the day we're living in. Yeah. People don't even know what good is anymore. Yeah. But we're seeing that it's just intensifying. It's getting, it seems to be building up its momentum. So you're seeing it all over. And here we are. We're right in the middle of it. Can you imagine what people see when they drive by here on Cherry and they look over and they see that sign, the Livingstone Apostolic Church. I know I've run into several people that said, yeah, we see all the cars out there. One of these days, we're going to come. Well, come! Yes. Come! Yes. Hallelujah! Huh? That's right. And they're going to see the light. We're right in the midst of all of it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Think about that. Here we are. Here we are. Get off your, get out of your mind right. that you think you have to be like everybody else. Right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Because this whole world right now is being tempted. In closing, Revelation 3.10, he says, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. <laughs> I was amazed. God knows what he's doing. And I know there's a lot of people that are so anxious. What are you anxious for? What are you anxious for? Why are you in such a hurry? Huh? You're not going to miss anything. And when you're out there, you're missing a whole lot. That's 
That's yep. right. Amen. That's right. Praise God. Are you listening to me? Amen. So why are we so anxious? Why are we always in a hurry? Huh? Can't sit still. Let me tell you something, folks. I was kind of upset last Sunday in church because all the way through the service, guess what? I thought it was Grand Central Station. I'm 65 years old. I'm 50. No. So my body is a little bit, you know, not as, how would I say? What's the word I'm looking for? Not, yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm not no spring chicken. But guess what? Even though there's times I feel like I need to take a, you know what? I do my best to hold it back and say, hey, I'm not going to get up and walk out here. There's times I do, but guess what? Some of you young people, you must not have any bladders. Because you're up and... Let me tell you something. Hey, you need to go potty just once before church. Amen. And then you shouldn't have to go after that. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. Huh? And some of you adults are guilty too because I see some of you adults get up. Amen. Yeah. I thought to myself, oh, I wanted to say something, but I didn't want to quench the spirit. But I said, I have to mention it. I have to mention it. So think about this. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. They teach you when you're all, you know, when you're nervous and you're just anxious. They teach you. They say, take a deep breath and then let it out slowly. Do it again. You know what that does? It slows your heart rate down. So all that anxiety, all that excitement, just, it just kind of it tapers off and then pretty soon you know that you, you're, you're calm. That's what some of you need to do. Yeah. Some of you need to slow down. Always so charged up. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Patience. I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Amen. That's just basically, in all simplicity, that's what it is. Some of you need to focus 
some of you need to pay attention more to God than the world or even to yourself. Yeah. Some of you need to slow down. <clears throat> some of you need to separate yourself from ungodliness, worldliness. That's what some of you need to do. Because you could put yourself out there and you could put yourself in temptation. And if you do that, guess what? You're not going to stand. But there's time temptation comes and when it does, God allows it to happen so that, amen, that you can be able to get through it. He'll allow a way of escape. You'll come out of it untouched. Think about that, saints. That's the world we're living in right now. A lot of things happening. I've been praying. So, Lord, these young people, let them get so prayed through the Holy Ghost that they just discard everything that... <clears throat> Maybe we'll have a cell phone yeah. phone burning. I don't know. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Huh? Oh, come on. <laughs> By that response, I know a lot of you love your phones. Huh? I'm kind of, you probably laugh at me if you were around me because my phone rings, I could hit ring. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Where did I leave it? That's right. I have to go hunt it down by the time I get there, guess what? Miss call. <laughs> People get offended at me. <laughs> it takes me hours to answer a text message. <laughs> it's not because I don't choose to, it's because hey, where's my phone? I don't have a connection with my phone. I have one, but. It's really quiet in here now. Think about that. There is life. Without the phone. <laughs> let me tell you something. I just challenge you. I challenge you to let it go for a day. I don't know about that, Pastor. You're getting really personal right now. You're going to find out. You let it go for a day. Guess what? You're going to actually live. Huh? You're going to breathe. You'll be able to experience life. Amen. You don't need Amen. your phone to live. Amen. <laughs> Why is it? Because that's the very medium that connects you. I know I've said it several times. If those of you that are on your phone so much and so long, 
if you prayed as much as you were on your phones, man, you would be a dynamic Christian. Yes. You wouldn't walk in here. You'd come floating in here. <laughs> but when your phone dictates your life, when that's most of you, and we wonder why we're having problems. All you parents, you wonder why you have problems with your kids? Huh? Don't blame anybody else. Don't blame the devil. Don't blame the world. Don't blame your mama or your daddy. Don't blame grandma or grandpa. You have problems. Shouldn't be like that. That's not normal. It's not normal for you, but. That's right. That's right. Look up here, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. It's not normal. That is not normal. That is not normal. Amen. Let me try to talk to him. You want to get on the phone? Don't say it's not so. That's so. When I see that happen, this is this is what my arm does. Amen. And you know what? Nothing you can do about it. Threaten with the law. Law's not on your side. The law's on your mama and daddy's daddy's side. Why is it they think, oh, I'm I'm gonna report you? No, we're gonna report you. Huh? And some of your parents cower like I better do what they're telling me to do. I always remember, boy, I tell you what, when we pushed my folks to a point where dad had to, because they had their way of disciplining us, and he didn't believe in spanking right away. I mean, they did things like took stuff away or put us in a room for a while. But if we pushed his button, or we got, we pushed it all the way to the third level, guess what? You knew you were going to get a spanking. And when, when that happened, let me tell you something. And I'm glad he did. And it made it worse when you try to tuck and run. Never tuck and run because it's just going to make it worse. Here's, here's the thing. Don't. Don't. Disobey and break. God's commandment. Because if you do, you need to live up to. The discipline you're going to get. Yep. The problem with today's world is everybody does bad, but they don't want to take the judgment yeah. that they deserve. Yep. And you say, oh, you hate me. That's why you do that. No, I don't. 
I'd rather see you in the right mind and sitting in some jail cell, some prison cell, because that's where you're going to end up. I need to have a a session with all you parents and all you teenagers, and we need to get into some really deep discussion about behavior. Praise God. Oh, this is a place to do it too. So We can talk about everything and anything here. So. <clears throat> but saints of God, don't, don't take your salvation for granted. I was thinking about something. I was feeling it the uh, last... Monday, I think it was. Man, I was feeling it. Burden. I was just, Lord, help me. Because I, I, I don't have, I don't know, Lord. You know the remedy. You know the answer. I don't. Help me to, help me to do what I need to do. You know, I've been pastoring for a long time. Since 1985, when I was ordained. I've been pastoring that long. Besides evangelism. Besides being a teacher. Besides speaking prophetically. I don't call myself a prophet, but there's men of God that have called me a prophet. And there's men of God who even went so far as calling me an apostle. Because my ministry started out in establishing churches. And that's what an apostle does. And they spoke of me in that fashion. They honored me. And I thank you for your kindness. But that's what they recognize. That's what they see. So I've been there. I've experienced a lot. I've seen a lot. Felt a lot. My wife was talking to me the other day. She said, I just don't know how you do it. I said, you know what? I said, the Bible says this. When the Lord spoke to his servants in the Old Testament, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, all of them, Hosea, Amos, Obadiah, the whole, the whole lot of them. There's something that they always said when God spoke to them and God gave them Amen. A word, a burden for the people of God. I said, he, he said this to them. He said, the burden of the word of the Lord. So God lays that burden upon the ministry, upon the men of God. God gives you that burden by his word so that you can minister. You can confront and you can deal with you know, whatever is there, whatever sin, whatever the situation is. He gives that burden to you. And once you walk in that burden, once you understand what that, what that burden is, once you see and God speaks to you and God gives you the, the directive of his word, then you minister and you do it with all, with everything that's in you. That's how, that's how it is for me. That's the only way I can explain it to you. That's the way I feel. In my heart, I would wish, 
I would wish that every person I ever preached to would accept the truth. But that's not how it works. There's always going to be somebody that's going to reject. I mean, I, you know, I was so naive in the beginning that, oh man, everybody I preached to is going to be saved. No, no, no. It doesn't happen that way. So I know there's a possibility that some of you will be there and some of you won't. So that opened up my understanding when the Bible says that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it begin there first, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel? Not everybody is going to make it. That's the reality. So why am I saying that? You cannot take your salvation for granted. It is in you, if you really desire to live for God, it is in you to be able to achieve and be successful in your walk with God so that you can live for Him. Everybody has the opportunity. Everybody is given the equal opportunity to do so. But you know what? That all hinges on you and your attendance to his word. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know about you, but I want to make heaven my home. That's why I'm standing here today. I want to make heaven my home. And I hope you feel the same way. I hope you feel the urgency. I hope you feel godly fear. And that you're not going to sit back and you're not going to be comfortable and relaxed. Amen. And think that, oh man, I'll make it. Nope. It doesn't happen that way. Many are called, but few are chosen. Mm. Puts it into perspective, doesn't it? So that's why I preach the way I preach. And I know some of you just kind of have a hard time. Huh? I'm just preaching what God wants me to preach. That's all. I'm, I'm just obeying Him. <clears throat> so I'll preach it. I'll preach it. Because Paul said, by the foolishness of preaching, you're going to be saved. So if you want to make heaven your home, you're going to do what you can to seek God. You're going to stand. You're going to walk. You're going to live. You're going to forsake all sin. And you're going to please God. And learn to love him. That's all standing.
as I said, as I say all the time, I say this every time we have an altar call. I don't, I don't want to force any of you to come up here and pray. Because it won't do no good if you don't feel like, if you don't feel like praying, you know, don't waste your time. But if you really want to get a hold of God and you want the Lord to bless you, come up here and pray. Come up here and start talking to him. Don't worry about anybody else around you. Just come up here and get your business done. Stay here as long as you want. Get a hold of God. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Let God renew you. And you're going to find out it's going to make things better. And to some extent, it's going to make things easier for you. And then you'll be happy with yourself. You'll be happy. Praise God. And I tell you what, the presence of the Lord is up here. It's all over here. You can feel it. God spoke to us today. Yes. Not just through his word, but through his spirit. Yes. By the gifts of the spirit, he spoke to us. He spoke to you personally. That was a personal message to each and every one of us. That was personal. He lets you know his intent. He lets you know his heart. That's how much he loves you. If I were you, I wouldn't even waste no time. I wouldn't even waste time. A lot of those things you're struggling with right now, He can help you. He can take care of it for you. You put it in His hands. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're going to open up the altar. Thank you, Jesus. Don't be shy. Don't be timid. Just come up here and talk to God.